Welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number 47. This is the first episode of 2016 for the Wet Podcast. I am Eric Marshall. I am your host, as I always am, here on the Writing, Education, and Technology podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at emarsh, and you can find show notes at thewetpodcast.com. That's right. We have a new website. Uh, Up until now, it's been ericmarshall.net slash wet, and uh, I've changed it to thewetpodcast.com, so go check it out. Tell me what you think. It's pretty bare bones right now. It's still under construction, but uh, yeah, check it out. I know most of you subscribe via iTunes, so you don't even probably go to the website for the show notes. Um, But if you do, thewetpodcast.com. Today is a solo cast. It's just me. I've got some reflections on 2016. It's 2016, and... It's the beginning of the year, so it's time to look forward. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what I see happening in 2016, uh, what I want to happen, what I think will happen, and things like that. I'm not going to make any grand predictions or uh, grand proclamations this year. Last year, I told you at the beginning of the year that I would write one million words, and I I didn't even get close. <laughs> not even not even close, not even a halfway there, maybe not even a quarter of the way there probably, so I'm not going to make any proclamations like that. I did learn a lot though in 2015 um, about humility, about uh, pacing, (laughs) about managing time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, let's forget that ever happened, okay? How's that sound? 2016 is going to be a good one though. One of the big things on my agenda is to finish the memoir, which has gone through a couple revisions now. I've read a few passages for you on this podcast, but the project has changed quite a bit since then. The memoir started out as a journey of a young man, I don't know if I was a young man, but um, of a man starting graduate school with the hopes of being able to explore a writing career, to explore creativity, and to be around like-minded intellectuals. And that definitely happened for me in grad school to varying degrees, for sure. The first draft of the memoir was me talking about my dream to be a writer and how that began for me in childhood and continued on through my undergraduate and through my career uh, pre-grad school and how I hoped and how I hoped graduate school would help me foster that dream and in the ways in which it didn't. 
the memoir was initially for fellow graduate students or people thinking about graduate school. And it was very instructive in a lot of ways. It was it was the journey of someone trying to find its voice. Um, and it was meant to be instructive in a lot of ways, uh, talking about how graduate school works, uh, what you can expect, what I expect, expected and actually got, uh, which were two different things. And it, it was pretty good. You've, you've heard some of it here on the podcast already. But... Ironically, perhaps, it lacked my voice. It was very detached in a lot of ways, very academic, as you might as you might guess. Uh, there were some very personal things in there as well. I, I did get married and divorced in, in graduate school uh, to a fellow graduate student. I uh, had lots of interesting adventures. My dad died while I was in graduate school. A lot of things happened, and I wrote about that as well. I wrote about the various uh, trials and tribulations I had in my romantic slash sexual life, as well as uh, you know dealing with my father's illness and uh, and death, and and a lot of other things. But uh, early feedback from my beta reader, <laughs> only one at first, um, said that it was too like I'm not in there. Like, where's Eric, is is what he said. And so I, I rewrote the thing, and I rewrote it from the point of entering graduate school. And I elaborated quite a bit on uh, some of the sexual aspects of it and some of the uh, more internal and personal struggles I had. It felt weird kind of uh, divulging some of that stuff. It, it makes me feel very vulnerable, uh, but it reads much different. I sent it back to that beta reader, and uh, I also paid for an initial uh, story edit. And they both said the same thing, which is basically that it's not quite there yet. <laughs> I guess you could say uh, my initial beta reader, uh, Rob, said that... Uh, what I did in the revision, I should do again. <laughs> so double it. And then uh, the the paid editor was, uh, I paid Ashley Carlson, who you've heard on this podcast as well. And she did a great job, by the way, with the uh, with the um, edit. She did a, um, it was more of a holistic edit. I'll put a link to her service in the show notes and also to the episode where I interviewed her. She's a really fantastic person. And um, it turns out a really good editor as well. And uh, so it's going to go through another rewrite, and I'm going to do that in the next uh, month or so and get the thing published. But one of the things that I've I've decided to do is to publish it under a pen name, uh, which is a decision that I did not come to lightly for various reasons. I've been building a platform here with this podcast, with my website and my blog, um, on Twitter. I've been building my mailing list, and um, that was and part of the reason I'm doing that is to kind of promote the book when it comes out and to share it with people who who might care about it. So going with a pen name might seem very counterintuitive because I won't be able to do that anymore. But I was thinking about it, and and 
there are certain things that are holding me back in this memoir, and some of it is the fact that I say some things about people that are that don't paint them in a very good light. Uh, it's accurate, but it doesn't paint them in a very good good light. And I can change their names, but uh, I think in a lot of cases people will understand who they are. Like, for example, when I talk about my ex-wife, well, I only have one of those. <laughs> so even if I change her name, uh, you know, it's not hard to put two and two together. Uh, so frankly, I'm afraid of repercussions on on that end. Uh, I've also been a little bit afraid of repercussions because I did some pretty uh, unsavory things in graduate school. I did things that maybe a potential employer or a present employer might look at and go, hmm, do we want this guy on our faculty? I highly doubt that would happen, but I, I don't know. It's just the, I, that fear in the back of my head was holding me back from from telling the story the way it should be told. So instead of changing everybody else's name, I decided to change my name. Uh, I think anybody who stumbles on the memoir and knows me will know that it's me. Uh, I think there's a, there will be enough in there to to identify me probably, but um, it won't be Googleable with my name. Uh, I will tell you when it's done, and you know, if, if you really want to know about it, I can probably divulge the the pen name to to curious people uh, when the time is right. So about the pen name. I have to build a whole new platform with this pen name, which to me sounds like a lot of work. Uh, And it is a lot of work. But ever since I've decided to do this, I have found that my writing is much freer. I'm much less academic sounding. Um, I think I'm becoming much less removed from the subject matter. Uh, getting to the emotional core of what was going on uh, at the time and and how I felt about it then and and maybe even how I feel about it now. Uh, The pen name has really freed me up in a lot of ways. It's it's very, very interesting. Especially since it's something that I've been struggling struggling with. I I had thought about using a pen name a long time ago and I decided against it and then – just in the last month or two, I decided, okay, that's that's the way I have to go. That's the only way I'm going to be able to write this thing the way I want to write it. One of the things that really kicked me in the butt on this is, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook, you might get those uh, memory things. You have memories with so-and-so. And I always look at those. And one of them was from three years ago. It was me on Facebook asking people whether I should use a pen name for the memoir that I'm writing. And the two things that struck me about that were the pen name thing, which I guess I had been thinking about it longer than I thought, and the fact that I was writing this memoir three years ago. That is way too long to be struggling with what is essentially going to be a probably a 60,000-word piece of writing. It's too, it, it's too long to struggle with it. It's too long to spend time on it at the expense of other things that I could be writing. And it's uh, it really kicked me in the butt because I didn't realize it was taking so long. And so I really had to do some digging and figure out, like, what is my problem? And that's why I sent it to Ashley, because I needed somebody who is not 
a part of my life. I mean, Ashley and I know each other now from the podcast and from, you know, social media and email. Um, but she doesn't know me. She doesn't know my history and she didn't know me then. So I needed somebody who was going to be objective and was not going to be nice to me just for the sake of being nice to me. <laughs> and Ashley has this great uh, video on her on her site about, um, you know, being kind of, I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's something about being mean to, to her clients, you know, because <laughs> she doesn't, you know, her, idea, her job isn't to spare your feelings. Her job is to tell you what's wrong with your manuscript and how to fix it. Uh, that's the job she's taken upon herself. And since I like her fiction and I like her uh, other writing I've seen, I thought that I could trust her. And so I sent it to her and, uh, you know, she was, you know, she didn't pull any punches uh, at all. And she was complimentary, um, but, (laughs) you know, there are lots of other things that need to happen with it. So getting these objective eyes onto the onto the project was great. It was something that I really, really needed. Even my friend Rob, he has some really good feedback for me as well and it and it his his feedback and Ashley's really coincided nicely which is which is good because it, it you know kind of they validate each other in a way but Rob knows me he's my friend you know and and he's he's a good editor and he's he gives great feedback as well but I think I needed somebody who who wasn't um invested or wasn't part of it or, or and things like that so um and I always suggest too if you're stuck on something Find somebody who can look at it who who's not invested in it. In the academic world, this is built in. You know, if uh, if you're working on a dissertation, you have your committee, and your committee will give you comments over and over and over again until you and you you'll keep revising and revising based on their advice. If you go to publish an article, you get peer reviewed. You usually get two peer reviewers, uh, anonymous, who will you know kind of tear your article apart or, you know, give you suggestions for revision and things like that. So as an academic, we're used to editing and we're used to that sort of thing. But that stuff's scholarship. This is a personal story about my own life. And so it's different. You know, you get close to it. You get close to the material. So I'm looking forward to digging out from underneath this memoir and uh, and moving on to some fiction or to some other memoir pieces um, under a pen name. In the teaching realm, uh, I, I designed a video game studies and criticism class that I'm really excited to teach. It's an online class at the University of Michigan Dearborn. And uh, I just started this week, and I'm still actually kind of tweaking the syllabus, but um, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be cool. It's something I've never taught before, but part of my dissertation was on video games. So I certainly have the uh, the background in it, and uh, the students so far, from what I've seen on the uh, on the LMS and the learning management system, have been uh, very enthusiastic and very knowledgeable. So it's going to be a, it's really going to be a really cool uh, semester for me. I'm also teaching the the usual intro to film, intro to screen studies, and uh, film and society. I got four different preps, so it's going to be the teachers in there. Oh, here, out there know that that's going to be a lot of work for me for sure. Um, but you know, nothing I can't handle. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 2016. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, we get an extra day this year. We get leap day. That's sweet, right? Um, <laughs> I like leap year. I think leap day is a special day. 
because it only comes around every four years. I think we should have massive parties on February 29th, like people do for St. Patrick's Day or birthdays or whatever it might be, because it's more special than any of those because we only get it once every four years. But no one ever buys into my ideas for this, so I guess I'll have to have to give up on that. And for this podcast in 2016, I hope to bring you some more interviews. I have some people in mind that I want to ask. I might branch out a little bit, um, give you some more solo casts as well. Uh, I was I, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to make sure I put this out weekly, but I'm just uh, gonna relax about that, and you'll you'll find it when when the time is right. I'm I'm shooting for a weekly Friday schedule still, but. Um, I'm I'm being much more forgiving of myself if I uh, get caught up grading or, you know, and things like that, or on vacation, and uh, I'm sure you'll forgive me too. But yeah, I have a I have a lot of good um, guests in mind for interviews, and if you have any ideas for guests or if you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Hit me up. Drop me an email. Uh, you can find all the information you need at uh, ericmarshall.net or just hit me up on Twitter uh, at emarsh. That's a really good place to find me as well i'm hoping for good things in 2016 and uh i hope you all prosper and achieve whatever goals you have as well in the new year happy new year and we'll see you next time